Section five of Satan's Diary by Leonid Andreev, translated by Hermann Bernstein. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Carolyn. February fourteenth, Rome, Hotel Internationale. I do not want to go to Magnus. I am thinking too much of his Madonna of flesh and bone i have come here to lie and to play merrily and i am not at all taken by the prospect of being a mediocre actor who weeps behind the scenes and appears on the stage with his eyes perfectly dry moreover i have no time to get about the fields catching butterflies with a net like a boy the whole of rome is buzzing about me i am an extraordinary man who loves his fellow-beings and i am celebrated the mobs who flock to worship me are no less numerous than those who worship the vicar of christ himself two popes all at once yes happy rome cannot consider itself an orphan i am now living at the hotel where all is a quiver with ecstasy when i put my shoes outside my door for the night but they are renovating a palace for me the historic villa orsini painters sculptors and poets are kept busy one brush-pusher is already painting my portrait assuring me that i remind him of one of the medicis the other brush-pushers are sharpening their knives for him i ask him and can you paint a madonna certainly he can it was he if the signor recollects who painted the famous turk on the cigarette-boxes the turk whose fame is known even in america and now three brush-pushers are painting madonnas for me the rest are running about rome seeking models i said to one in my barbarous american ignorance of the higher arts but if you find such a model signor just bring her to me why waste paint and canvas he was evidently pained and mumbled ah uh, signor a model i think he took me for a merchant in livestock but fool why do i need your aid for which i must pay a commission when my antechamber is filled with a flock of beauties they all worship me i remind them of savonarola and they seek to transform every dark corner in my drawing-room and every soft couch into a confessional i am so glad that these society ladies like the painters know so well the history of their country and realize who i am the joy of the roman papers on finding that i did not perish in the wreck and lost neither my legs nor my billions was equal to the joy of the papers of jerusalem on the day of the resurrection of christ in reality there was a little cause for satisfaction on the part of the letter as far as i am able to read history i feared that i might remind the journalists of j caesar but fortunately they think little of the past and confined themselves to pointing out my resemblance to president wilson 
scoundrels they were simply flattering my american patriotism to the majority however i recall a prophet but they do not know which one on this point they are modestly silent at any rate it is not mahomet my opposition to marriage is well known at all telegraph stations it is difficult to imagine the filth on which i fed my hungry interviewers like an experienced swineherd i gaze with horror on the mess they feed upon they eat and yet they live although i must admit i do not see them growing fat yesterday morning i flew in an aeroplane over rome and the campagna you will probably ask whether i saw maria's home no i did not find it how can one find a grain of sand among a myriad of other grains but i really did not look for it i felt horror-stricken at the great altitude but my good interviewers restless and impatient were astounded by my coolness and courage one fellow strong surly and bearded who reminded me of hannibal was the first to reach me after the flight and asked did not the sensation of flying in the air mr wondergood the feeling of having conquered the elements thrill you with a sense of pride in man who has subdued he repeated the question they don't seem to trust me somehow and are always suggesting the proper answers but i shrugged my shoulders and exclaimed sadly can you imagine signor no only once did i have a sense of pride in men and that was in the lavatory on board the atlantic oh in the lavatory but what happened a storm and you were astounded by the genius of man who has subdued nothing extraordinary happened but i was astounded by the genius of man who managed to create a palace out of such a disgusting necessity as a lavatory oh a real temple in which one is the archpriest permit me to make a note of that it is such an original illumination of the problem and to-day the whole eternal city was feeding on this sally not only did they not request me to leave the place but on the contrary this was the day of the first official visits to my apartments something on the order of a minister of state an ambassador or some other palace chef came and poured sugar and cinnamon all over me as if i were pudding later in the day i returned the visits it is not very pleasant to keep such things need i say that i have a nephew every american millionaire has a nephew in europe my nephew's name is also wondergood he is connected with some legation is very correct in manners and his bald spot is so oiled that my kiss could serve me as a breakfast were i fond of scented oil 
but one must be willing to sacrifice something especially the gratification of a sense of smell the kiss cost me not a cent while it meant a great deal to the young man it opened for him a wide credit on soap and perfumery but enough when i look at these ladies and gentlemen and reflect that they are just as they were at the court of ascurbanipal and that for the past two thousand years the pieces of silver received by judas continue to bear interest like his kiss i grow bored with this old and threadbare play ah i want a great play i seek originality and talent i want beautiful lines and bold strokes this company here casts me in the role of an old brass band conductor at times i come to the conclusion that it wasn't really worth my while to have undertaken such a long journey for the sake of this old drivel to exchange ancient magnificent and multicoloured hell for its miserable replica in truth i am sorry that magnus and his madonna refused to join me we would have played a little just a little i have had but one interesting morning in fact i was quite excited the congregation of a so-called free church composed of very serious men and women who insist upon worshipping in accordance with the dictates of their conscience invited me to deliver a sunday sermon i donned a black frock coat which gave me a close resemblance to toppy went through a number of particularly expressive gestures before my mirror and was driven in an automobile like a prophet moderne to the service i took as my subject or text jesus's advice to the rich youth to distribute his wealth among the poor and in not more than half an hour i demonstrated as conclusively as two and two make four that love of one's neighbours the all-important thing like a practical and careful american however i pointed out that it was not necessary to try and go after the whole of the kingdom of heaven at one shot and to distribute one's wealth carelessly that one can buy it up in lots on the instalment plan and by easy payments the faces of the faithful bore a look of extreme concentration they were apparently figuring out something and came to the conclusion that on the basis i suggested the kingdom of heaven was attainable for the pockets of all of them unfortunately a number of my quick-witted compatriots were present in the congregation one of them was about to rise to his feet to propose the formation of a stock company when i realized the danger and frustrated his plan by letting loose a fountain of emotion and thus extinguished his religiously practical zeal what did i not talk about i wept for my sad childhood spent in labour and privation 
i whined about my poor father who perished in a match factory i prayed solemnly for all my brothers and sisters in christ the swamp i created was so huge that the journalists caught enough wild ducks to last them for six months how we wept i shivered with the dampness and began to beat energetically the drum of my billions dum-dum everything for others not a cent for me dum-dum with a brazenness worthy of the whip i concluded with the words of the great teacher come ye unto all who are heavy laden and weary and i will comfort ye ah what a pity i cannot perform miracles a little practical miracle something on the order of transforming a bottle of water into one of sour chianti or some of the worshippers into pastry would have gone a long way at that moment you laugh and are angry my earthly reader there is no reason for you to act thus remember only that the extraordinary cannot be expressed in your ventriloquist language and that my words are merely a cursed mask for my thoughts maria you will read of my success in the newspapers there was one fool however who almost spoiled my day for me he was a member of the salvation army he came to see me and suggested that i immediately take up a trumpet and lead the army into battle they were two cheap laurels he offered and i drove him out but toppy he was triumphantly silent all the way home and finally he said very respectfully you were in fine metal to-day mr wondergood i even wept it is a pity that neither magnus nor his daughter heard you preach she she would have changed her opinion of us you understand of course that i felt like kicking this admirer out of the carriage i again felt in the pupils of my eyes the piercing sting of tears the speed with which i was again turned inside out and spread out on a plate for the public's view is equal only to that with which an experienced waiter opens a can of conserves i drew my top hat over my eyes raised the collar of my coat and looking very much like a tragedian just hissed off the stage i rode silently and without acknowledging the greetings showered upon me i proceeded to my apartments ah that gaze of maria and how could i have acknowledged the greetings when i had no cane with me i have declined all of to-day's invitations and i am at home i am engaged in religious meditation this was how toppy announced it to the journalists he has really begun to respect me before me are whisky and champagne i am slowly filling up on the liquor while from the dining-hall below come the distant strains of music 
my wondergood was apparently considerable of a drunkard and every night he drags me to the wine-shop to which i interpose no objection what's the difference fortunately his intoxication is of a merry kind and we make quite a pleasant time of it at first we cast our dull eyes over the furniture and involuntarily begin to calculate the value of all this bronze these carpets venetian mirrors etc a trifle we agree and with peculiar self-satisfaction we lose ourselves in the contemplation of our own billions of our power and our remarkable wisdom and character our bliss increases with each additional glass with peculiar pleasure we wallow in the cheap luxury of the hotel and think of it i am actually beginning to have a liking for bronze carpets glass and stones my puritan toppy condemns luxury it reminds him of sodom and gomorrah but it is difficult for me to part with these little emotional pleasures how silly of me we continue to listen dully and half-heartedly to the music and venture to whistle some accompaniments we add a little contemplation on the decollete of the ladies and then with our step still firm we proceed to our resting-room but we are just ready for bed when suddenly i felt as if some one had struck me a blow and i was immediately seized with a tempest of tears of love and sadness the extraordinary suddenly found expression i grew as broad as space and deep as eternity and i embraced all in a single breath but oh what sadness oh what love maria but i am nothing more than a subterranean lake in the belly of wondergood and my storms in no way disturb his firm tread i am only a solitaire in his stomach of which he seeks to rid himself we ring for the servants soda i am simply drunk arrivederci signor buona notte end of section five